Hello everyone, this is your host Ramakrishna from Usha Investment Group LLC. Welcome back to Multifamily AP360, the show where we discuss 360 degrees views on mindset, passive and active multifamily investing. For those who are looking for tips, strategies, best and challenging experiences. Also, I request you to share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Today's our guest is Dugan Kelly from Kelly Clark PC. Welcome, Dugan. Hey, thanks, Rama. Hey, everybody. Nice to be here. Yeah, sure. Thank you. A little bit about Dugan. Dugan co-founded Kelly Clark PC with the mission to deliver big film expertise and experience to the local community. Throughout Mr. Kelly's career, he has assisted clients in structuring real estate transactions in excess of $2 billion. Currently, Mr. Kelly provides syndication and security services for clients throughout the United States, assisting clients in all phases of their acquisition and sale of commercial and residential real estate assets. So with that, Dugan, you want to add anything to your background? No, just that I'm extremely passionate about commercial real estate. So we love helping investors, sponsors, syndicators, operators, those terms are often used interchangeably with one another all around the United States. We love it. It's a it's an amazing thing to be able to help people uh, invest in commercial real estate. Awesome. Awesome. So what are major transactions you're currently focusing on? Yeah. So last year was amazing. Um, we saw so much market liquidity and trading that we went over $4 billion just in last year alone in structured transactions. And this year, we've already uh, tipped over a billion dollars. So I think that, you know, this, I mean, <laughs> it is, it's, there's, there's so much money in the market right now. And so many investors are trying to find good deals to invest in all around the country. So I, I, I don't see a, a slowdown, even with the rate, the rate hike. I, I think that, um, this is a, an amazing opportunity for many people to get to get into the investing business and syndication is is an amazing mechanism by which new newer operators or even newer passive investors can participate in this awesome market. Cool, cool. And so you might uh, close syndications and fund deals also. So would you share a little bit, you know, advantages and disadvantages between you know syndication versus fund structuring from yeah, sure, yeah, happy. So really, all when we're talking about securities, really what we're talking about is anytime somebody is creating an entity, it could be a limited liability company, a limited partnership entity or a corporation, and they're selling off a piece of that company to uh, individuals or entities who are looking to get profit from that, meaning they want a return on their investment. Um, that's that's a security. So it doesn't matter if it's your <laughs> if it's just you and your brother or you and your cousin or you and family members or three people or four people. There's really no litmus test. The sale of a security is the sale of a security, uh, regardless of the size or the type of investment. So when we do a syndication, we're we're really all we're doing is forming an entity and we're selling off part of that entity to passive investors. Those passive investors are providing the equity or the cash 
uh, necessary for the operator syndicator sponsor to get the debt, to get the keys to the asset. And the asset could be raw land, could be multifamily, could be self-storage, could be a mobile home park, could be a mixed use or a strip, strip center. Doesn't really matter. But the mechanism associated with syndication is pretty much the same. And most syndications around the country are what we call in the regulation D space. And uh, you can have unlimited amounts of investors and raise unlimited amounts of capital. When you move over into a fund, uh, there are additional restrictions that are placed on you. So a fund is doesn't have to be complicated like you see on TV or movies or whatever. A fund is also an entity. An entity is created and they may be buying their own deals, meaning again, they create a fund that's either a, a semi-blind pool fund where they've identified certain assets that they specifically want to buy with the hope of, of buying additional assets that might fall into that same criteria, or they could have a fully blind pool fund, which, which is most peop, what most people think of probably when they think of a fund. It's like you give money to an investment advisor or a chief financial investment advisor who picks an asset and deploys your capital and then makes a return for you. So there are obviously differences between the syndications and the funds. I would tell you that of the, we're likely to go over $1 trillion this year in trading in the commercial real estate space in the United States. And a lot of that is going to be in, uh, and, and, and a lot in the syndication uh, space will be uh, syndications, just that normal kind of reg D offerings. The, the fund space is appealing to some people, but it's also not appealing to other people because, and you, Rami, you tell me if this is correct or not, but most retail investors want to know what is the asset that I am investing into? What are you using my money for? What are you going to buy? You don't get that sometimes in the fund space. And so uh, the fund space may not be necessarily appealing to every retail investor that's out there. So those are just some of the advantages and disadvantages associated with uh, funds versus syndications. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. So would you share any complex transactions you have closed? Yeah, so we've had quite a few, right? So our, our sample size last year with the with four billion in structured transactions, when we handle a lot of the real estate plus the security side of it. So often what, what happens is you'll have to work through challenges. Every deal presents challenges. I am I have yet to find some deal that was so perfect that everybody was so happy that they didn't have to work, right? Uh, and this is a, there are a lot of risks associated in this. You know that, right? Yeah. It requires a tremendous, a tremendous amount of effort in order to uh, get something under contract. And when you get something under contract, to go through due diligence and to make sure that you have a solid business plan and then to raise the capital that's necessary to get the debt, to get the keys of the asset. And then after you close, you have to manage that asset, the day-to-day -day management, asset managing of the asset. All of those things can present challenges in and of themselves. And I will tell you when, when, uh, when there are challenges presenting, I would say the number one thing is be flexible, be flexible, be willing to modify your business plan or your capital stack. 
or your lender. Sometimes you got to fire a lender. I've often in the last uh, last year, I had to fire a couple lenders on behalf of clients because they just couldn't get it done, either from a timeline perspective or they tried to retrade on rate or proceed cut. And so um, and that can be very scary for a lot of sponsors to be able in the middle of a transaction when you see that closing date coming closer and closer and closer and you think you're not going to be able to hit it. So I would say that's probably the most challenging thing is to be flexible in the midst of adversity because you will face adversity. It's a guarantee. It's a guarantee that you will face challenges in your transaction. So being flexible and being willing to modify your positions is most important because there are no style points for for closing. You either close or you don't. And if you don't close, then you need to be prepared to give all the money back to investors because most of the offerings, certainly in the commercial real estate space, are all predicated upon uh, delivering a return for investors. But more importantly, they're predicated upon actually buying the asset. And so if we don't buy the asset, we're going to give that money back to investors so that they they can choose where to redeploy that capital. So that's the, I would say those are the most challenges that most operators face are how do you deal with adversity when it comes? Because it will come in the midst of, of this market. Got it. Yeah. Would you also share any of your, you know, best experience? Yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 I there are countless, there are countless uh, numbers of people who just got their first deal. And we were, we were so grateful and blessed to be able to play such uh, just a small part in helping them get across the finish line. You know, this is a, unlike many other types of, of securities, I think real estate backed securities are some of the safest to be able to invest into. And frankly, they deliver some of the greatest tax benefits to uh, passive investors as well as operators and sponsors. And so to be uh, in, in this thing and help out somebody with their very first deal, get across the finish line, and you can see that they're they're on the road. They're on the road to financial freedom. I would say that's that's terribly impressive to me, and it's very rewarding personally. And so I would say that's probably the biggest uh, reward about what we do is the ability to just help people. And it's not just esoteric or philosophic. It's actual nuts and bolts of being able to help people get to the finish line and see them achieve their dreams. That's really, really awesome. Cool. And how do you see like a commercial real estate and specifically multifamily space going forward? Oh, man. I think this is the golden era of investing in uh, multifamily. So, I mean, we're we're seeing unprecedented returns uh, in the space. Now, will it last? I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. I think we're hope we're hopeful that uh, that we continue to see this growth uh, cycle that we've been enjoying for so long in multifamily. But, you know, I'm I, I, I'm a little bit uh, I've been doing this for over 20 years. And so I can tell you with some certainty, I've seen ups and downs in the market, especially in the real estate market. But, you know, but if if anything, if the last few years have taught us anything, it's that not everybody has to work somewhere, but everybody has to live somewhere. 
So if you got it in your mind, if I'm going to invest in office versus multifamily, you know, I'm going to invest in multifamily 100 times out of 100 over over office, uh, unless it's just there's just such an, a significant great deal. And why? Well, in general, that that whole concept of it's it's not you know it's not bulletproof and a guarantee. But when if there's a softening in the market, it the it the last to hit is this idea of of apartment uh, complexes, particularly in the B and C space. So I think it's a, a great space to be in there. And I think uh, anybody would be wise to really check it out, certainly get some education and, and put your toe in the water. And then if you like it, get into it full, you know, full force because it's, it's a great market. Awesome. And any one advice that have impact on you, Yogan? Yeah, so I have hanging right in my office, there's this saying that says procrastination is a deal killer. So people often when they think about investing or even trying to syndicate their first deal, they procrastinate and it and it leads to almost like this paralysis by analysis. So at some point you got to do you got to do something. Like you have to take action. And if you if if you really think to yourself, hey, I really believe that this is what I need to be doing, investing in commercial real estate, then do it. Find a deal. Now, these aren't guarantees. So if you lose money, that's fine. I mean, it uh, it will happen occasionally, but it's important for you to do something, because if you're just sitting on the sidelines and your money's sitting in a bank account somewhere, you're never going to see growth. You're never going to achieve your dreams if you don't actually take action. And so I'm so impressed with people that that join meetups or they join masterminds or they go to conferences and they take that type of action because that's really what separates those people from the dreamers. Don't just be a dreamer, get out there and actually put your dreams into action. And so don't procrastinate. Uh, you know, and don't don't fall into that paralysis by analysis, but actually get out there and find some deals to invest in. That's what I would say would be my words of wisdom. Yeah, that's a powerful advice. Yeah. So any any of your personal habits that are helping you to be successful? Yeah, I would say a tenacious work ethic. Much to my wife's uh, chagrin, I probably worked too much. I have three. I have three boys whom I love dearly. Both my wife and I uh, have been married for over twenty years, and uh, she's she's come to kind of uh, uh, I don't know probably accept the fact that I like to work and that I work hard. But I really believe that the the Lord put us here to be productive to work, and so. It's important to have, if you're going to be successful, nothing comes for free in this life. Nothing. I don't care who you are. You could be the king of the hill in syndication. You could be somebody just getting started. And uh, I told people very early on, this is 20 years ago when I first started practicing law. I said, I might not be the smartest and I might not be the quickest, but you're not going to outwork me. And I think if you have a tenacious uh, uh, work ethic, you can achieve great things. And particularly in this country and in this industry, if you're able to underwrite deals and analyze deals all the time, you'll begin to see patterns. And when you're looking at what what markets to go into and whether to invest in those markets, to have a tenacious work ethic will separate you from the pack. 
that will make you successful. So work ethic is so, so, so important. I can't uh, overstate that enough. Yeah, so true. And any any books that impacted your life and what way? Yeah, so I, I'm a big believer in positive uh, thinking. So obviously, I'm probably probably a ton of your guests have said this, but Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I read that book uh, 20-some years ago, made an impact on me then about the power of positive thinking, the fact that if you have negative thoughts about yourself or your work or the market or whatever, you know, those, those negative thoughts have a tendency to manifest themselves into actual negative things in your life. Imagine that. Dwelling on the negative results in negative thinking. Okay, So if you're going to dwell on anything, I say dwell on something positive. Be a positive person. Be a kind person. Be a compassionate person. Extend grace to people around you, even when you don't agree with them. That's the that's the mark, I think, of true integrity is that you can sit down with anyone, regardless of what political affiliation there are, where they were born. Uh, it doesn't matter. You should treat everyone the same and you should be positive in the way that you do it. And I think good things come out of that. Cool. And how are you giving back to community, Jugan? Uh, we Well, both my wife and I, we serve in our local church. We also uh, sit on a number of nonprofit boards and give uh, philanthropically. One of the one of the missions that we have is to help end human sex trafficking. So there is an epidemic in this country with people that are human trafficked. And many people think, well, I thought slavery is over. It's really not there. Unfortunately, Um, every day, young women and men are trafficked uh, for illegal use. And so we we give our time, we give our money, um, and we help support causes like that to help end that type of human suffering so that ultimately we can have just a peaceful society. Cool. And how can listeners can connect with you? Yeah. So thankfully, I've got a fairly unique name, right? Dugan. How many Dugans do you know out there that are attorneys in commercial real estate? Probably not many, if any. So if you want to Google me, my my uh, my first name is Dugan, D-U-G-A-N. My last name is Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. We have offices in Texas and in California, but we serve clients throughout the United States. If you want to drop me an email, you can drop me an email at Dugan, D-U-G-A-N, at Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, Clark, C-L-A-R-K-E.com. Be happy to chat with any of you about uh, your thoughts on the market or any particular deals that you have. Awesome. And thank you, Dugan. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for having me. Sure. Thanks for listening to Multifamily AP360. Check out the show notes and grab the freebie on our website, ushacapital.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Follow me on my social media. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.